0: You know establishing a network so kind of like you know what a business graduate or somebody involved in the business or my marketing uh networking i I would have maybe done that earlier uh and been a little more aggressive with that earlier and you know even you know as i was in college um and doing the managerial thing with coach knight and but i think i i wish i would have devoted a little more time too to you know making making some connections um in uh other levels of basketball or just people at at different universities at the time or whatnot so i I think probably that would
1: Welcome to the UND Greyhound Guide, the only show of its kind where we give you unparalleled access to the University of Indianapolis Sport Management Program, which is located within the amateur sports capital of the world. Through the voices of students, alumni, and even professors, listeners will gain information that can not be received by visiting a website or even touring a campus. Catch us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay up to date on all things sport management. So today's episode, we are joined by Coach Chris Giffen of the Lawrence Lawrence North High School Wildcats. He has been the head coach of the girls basketball team there since 2012 and holds a winning percentage over 80%. Coach Giff and the Lady Wildcats won the IHSAA State Championship last year in 2020, so we appreciate him coming on the show today. This is the first installment of our mini-series where we're talking to coaches at every level and just trying to better understand that prof- profession for students who are interested in that field. Before we dive into the serious questions we always do a fun one just to break the ice so I'm just curious that if you could time travel to any sporting event whether it's one you've been a part of in the past or one that you wish you were a part of which sporting event would you choose?
0: It's um, a good question I, I think it certainly would would involve, uh, you know, basketball. So I, I would say, uh, you know, growing up as a kid here in Indiana, I was a I was um, a big Indiana Hoosier fan and a, and a big Coach Knight fan, and uh, ended up having the opportunity to, to serve under him, but and learn under him. But I, I, if I could go, you know, be a part of anything, it would be uh, the nineteen eighty seven you know, NCAA tournament and specifically the final four there in in New Orleans and and, uh, Indiana winning the the NCAA championship that year.
1: Okay, very cool. So this first question is from your perspective as a high school coach. um, How difficult is it managing both your athletic duties and your classroom duties? And beyond that, do you have any tips on how to balance these responsibilities? Along with having a family life. <laughs> um,
0: well, I, I think that it's certainly a, a juggling act. Um, you know, when you're when you're a coach, in my opinion, your you know your first obligation as a coach is to be a teacher. So, so the profession of you know becoming a, a elementary or middle school or high school teacher lends itself well to coaching or should, in my again, in my opinion, the fact that you have to focus during the day oftentimes on your quote unquote day job of, of teaching and the, the students that you serve in that capacity and then transition rather quickly at 3.30 or 4 o'clock or whatever your school district's time um, at the end of the day, is to to basketball or football or baseball or whatever the case may be. That that is one that's difficult in the sense of, you know, I, even with prep time and with coaching prep, which I'm very blessed at, at Lawrence North um, with the jobs that I have and the, the, the ability uh, to prep for both teaching and coaching. But still, it's it's you don't ever feel quite like you've got as much time as you, you could potentially use or need. Um, so I think that time element's always big and in terms of, uh, you know, family life. Yeah. I mean, it's, I I'm married and have three children all under the age of 10 and, um, you know, that's gotta be the first priority. But at the same point in time, you know, when you're in the heat of a, of a season, um, there, there are certain things that just simply have to be done from a, uh, practical standpoint in order to be, successful. So it's it's definitely it it requires some some balancing and prioritization. And um, it's it's one of the parts of the job that's difficult. Uh, I wouldn't I don't wish it on anybody.
1: So for high school students who may be listening, um, and maybe they are not at the level where they're going to play division one, two or three, um, how important is it for them to get experience at the college level if they're not playing? Um, if they want to aspire to be a coach, like I know you spent time as an assistant under uh, Knight at IU, so I thought maybe you'd have some insight as to how that shaped your career.
0: Well, it was everything um, for me. Um, I, I I was just okay as a player. I, I had the uh, benefit of of being, I think, a benefit of being in a large school district, much like you know what you experienced at, at Lawrence, but even bigger, uh, especially comparatively at the time I was I grew up in in Wayne Township which is you know Ben Davis High School and uh, at the time we were the largest three-year high school in the state you know I was a legendary Hall of Fame coach there I was as I said just okay as a player Uh, never really uh, made a a impact on varsity basketball was a part of the program for a while but didn't Um, but it was always my first love and passion and Uh, When I went down to Indiana Bloomington, I had the good fortune of interviewing for a student manager position there, which is a fairly lengthy process, to be honest with you, uh, to be a manager there. And fortunately, I I was selected as one of the the guys that particular year and um, served three years there doing that. And and then had the added benefit of um, going to be a, a graduate assistant coach, working on my master's down in Lubbock, Texas for Coach Knight at Texas Tech. In the early 2000s so it's certainly possible you know if you've got a passion for whatever sport that is to pursue that and to become you know a coach whether it be an assistant a head and and even at at greater levels we've got there's examples even on my coach night so to speak um family uh, of managers and assistants of, of people that never were were certainly um big time players and in fact, we're not even, um, you know, college players or anything that are, have been NBA coaches, head coaches. Uh, Lawrence Frank would be would be uh, an example of that. So it's definitely possible. I, I would encourage anybody that's got a got a passion and, a, uh, you know, that, that's really got a love for a game and then obviously wants to, to make that as a part of their life to, to pursue it for sure.
1: That's good to hear. I think a lot of people get discouraged when they – think if they're not good enough to play in college and they're not good enough to coach. So.
0: Well, uh, it, one thing I would add to that too, that I am sure that even just some superficial research, at least on the basketball side would, would, would show you is that oftentimes the best players in fact, aren't, aren't really successful uh, as the coach as coaches. In fact, so oftentimes it's, it's people maybe that weren't high high profile players, whether it be collegiate, NBA, whatever, that end up being the better coach. I think when you're a really, really good player, um, you you sometimes maybe take things for granted and have uh, unrealistic expectations for what your players can do or can't do. And it makes it difficult, I think, to maybe excel as much as a coach as that person did
1: as a player. so. So this next question is really molded out of my experience that I had at LN uh, with mm-hmm. the team there. Uh, I went to Franklin County High School in Brookville, Indiana, and we're not known for, like, having Division I athletes. I think people might play D3. Um, but at your level of coaching, is it difficult managing the two goals of, like, winning the maximum games every season while also trying to get the best for your players in terms of scholarship opportunities? Uh,
0: it is, but my... Whole thing has always been, and I'm going to be going into my 10th year as a head coach at as the head coach at Lawrence North for the girls. Um, first and foremost, we want to get girls and the families of those girls college scholarship opportunities. Now, ultimately, you know you you, you like to shoot for D1, obviously for the kids that are more talented and have that ceiling so to speak but but whether it's d1 d2 d3 naia um, in some cases junior college if that's um, appropriate but that's that's been my goal and therefore the goal of our assistance and our program more so than than winning games now winning um you know is secondary as i said to to getting college scholarships oftentimes it it can become you know a byproduct of that but the number one focus for us is college so to answer your question I mean it it's difficult sometimes to always get get uh, a girl and their family the exact type of scholarship that maybe they think they need or deserve or or whatever but but ultimately my my job as I see it is to get to get those girls college scholarships um and so that's the driving force
1: yeah I just I didn't realize like like I said coming from where I'm from like how much the coaches were focused on that but like in my experience with coach Kiefer and them I always heard him talking about like trying to do the most to even get maybe someone that doesn't start a chance to play in college <clears throat> yes absolutely um, So as your resume shows, you have all kinds of experience with both men's, women's girls and boys basketball teams and, you know, IU and under coach Kiefer. So what would be your advice to someone, whether it's a boy or girl who only wants to coach? Like if it's a, if it's a man who only wants to coach boys, what would be your advice to them? Like to step out Uh, of their comfort zone?
0: You know, I I would have never thought or predicted that I would be coaching girls. Um, I, I can honestly say that. And, and I wouldn't have thought negatively about it. Um, I just never would have thought of it, period, as, as a potential, you know, job. Um, I, You know, I was, as I said, I, you know, obviously I'm, a male and I grew up that way and went to, you know, and uh, played in high school some, and then went to college and did, I had all the experiences I had were all on the men's side or boys side of things. And then was with coach Kiefer, as you noted. And, um, at the high school level after leaving coach Knight, and I just, but, you know, um, the opportunity became available at LN where I loved being as a teacher and as a coach. And, um, you know coach Kiefer uh, had taught me taught me a lot and but he was still you know obviously very passionate and actively involved in, in being a head coach which he still is today and as they as they get ready for the final four here in a couple of days and so I, I really wanted the opportunity to have my own program and thought I was ready and, and he gave me you know his blessing there and I did some uh, research on it from people that I respected that had transitioned uh, from boys to girls or vice versa and I would really encourage, uh, you know, I can't speak as much for for softball and baseball or, or other sports of similar, but in terms of basketball, girls' basketball or women's basketball, to me, I've found is it's still basketball. It, it it's still the game. It, you know, there there is, there are still the same, you know, strategic and tactical challenges and and um, applications, and there is still that competition that i think drives anybody that's that's wanting to coach and compete um certainly the boys and the, and the men's side is much more reliant on um athleticism you know and oftentimes sizes across the board a little bit bigger and so the game maybe is faster bigger stronger uh as i said more athletic a little more above the rim so to speak but but strategy wise and and actually the fundamentals of the game then can also become more important or more valued in the in the women's side of things so there there are trade-offs you know uh, for both but i would encourage anybody that is either not even thinking that way like me or for whatever reason close-minded to the girls um side of things to to really um you know, solicit some information from people that might have more of a background and a knowledge of it, because I think they'll find that it's, it's really quite special.
1: I went to a coaching camp in North Carolina, like six years ago, a Jay Bill's camp. And uh-huh. there was a guy there from Atlanta. He was a coach and he coached women's ball. And he was the only one in the program that coached, uh, it was a girls high school in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And they asked him why he went that route. And he said that he thinks the girls and women's side of it he said is like the most pure part of basketball that's left and i thought that was cool
0: yeah i mean that that kind of i think just builds on what i said about more of a reliance on the fundamentals and playing below the rim i mean we're you know we're not setting any back screen lob plays for dunks uh or anything not and again there are it's growing i mean there there are certainly some high school girls and collegiate girls and obviously WNBA women that that can dunk the basketball and and do but it's it's few and far between compared to the men so
1: so the last question here I guess I'll just tinker it because you just answered a lot at the your last one (laughs) (laughs) sorry about that no you're good um I guess if you could go back to yourself like coming out of high school or whatever and then before going to IU and everything what would be a piece of advice that you would give yourself to better prepare you for like what lies ahead in the in the coaching profession,
0: I think that for me, and again, this is this is pretty unique and and, and very individualized. But I I would have tried to be a little more aggressive with contacts, uh, resume building, you know, establishing a network. So kind of like, you know, what a business graduate or somebody involved in the business or marketing, uh, networking, I I would have maybe done that earlier uh, and been a little more aggressive with that earlier. And, you know, even, you know, as I was in college um, and doing the managerial thing with Coach Knight and, you know, I, I, uh, I spent an awful lot of time trying to soak up all the knowledge that I could, which I don't regret at all. In fact, I wish I could have even done it more. But I think I I wish I would have devoted a little more time, too, to, you know, making making some connections, um, you know, in in, uh, other levels of basketball or just people at at different universities at the time or whatnot. So I I think probably network building.
1: Okay, that's different. I didn't think you you were going to go that route. So, yeah, that's really it. I mean, we got through the questions pretty fast. Thanks for taking the time on your off period to do oh, this oh yeah
0: absolutely now, i was uh flattered that you thought of me cody and certainly um anything i can do ever to assist you or, or anybody that you know or anybody that needs help uh that i i have been very uh blessed to have had people that have been always willing to talk to me when i solicited information about basketball and life and people and and so I've made it a goal of mine certainly um to to whatever extent I can to help anybody that ever you know asks for it or needs it uh, to the best of my ability so yeah anything that's that you ever need um please don't hesitate
1: awesome Um, I have one question what's your prediction for the boys upcoming games
0: you know I think I think uh, obviously there's been there's a lot being made of, and for good reason. The the coach team match matchup with um, Kiefer versus yeah. Holmes, and uh, you know I think they they've got a combined win total and age uh, of <laughs> I don't even know 1500 and 150 or you know whatever. Um, so there there's two Hall of Famers, two you know unbelievably experienced and accomplished coaches and. Both have done it a little bit different way and different, a little bit different styles and a little bit different. Thanks again for including me. And as I said, if you need anything with follow-up or ever, just let me know.
1: Will do. Thank you. Okay. Have a good rest All right. of your Go
0: day. Ahead. Yep. See you.
1: Yeah.